you tried to cheat the system. You tried to have an all-American team of every, <laughs> like the best players in the country. Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. As you see, we have a guest. Thank you so much, Lene, for coming on and talking to us about basketball and ACL injuries and all that good stuff. So I'm going to stop talking so y'all can go ahead and get into it. We had such a great time. Just want to give a little warning before we do touch on mental health a little bit. So if that's a little thing for you, just be warned. But definitely listen to this episode because we don't really go that much into it. I'm going to stop rambling so you can go ahead and get into it. On this week's episode, we are joined by a basketball player. As you know, college basketball is back, baby. And <laughs> we're hot and ready. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. But thanks so much for being here with us, Lene. No problem. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. And uh, for any of y'all who might not know Lene, she played basketball at Duke. Yes, I know some of my Tar Heel people are like, how are you doing this? But you know, <laughs> once she graduated, you th- the thing comes off her a little bit. And it's not February or March right now. So we can, we can be we friends. Can, we right can now. have some, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're really cordial right now. But yeah, she played at Duke and now she's a graduate assistant. She's a founder of a company. She's, she's just doing all the things. So uh <laughs> You played basketball. How did you even get into playing basketball? Um, so when I was when I was younger, I was all into like the girly sports that someone will call it like cheerleading, gymnastics, and um, I was practicing gymnastics in like the backyard. And after a flip, I like fell and like chipped my vertebrae. And so I go into the doctor's office, and they're like, "The doctor's making fun of me. I'm like a 12 year old." girl he's like how are you playing gymnastics when you're this tall and everything like do they have to like remove the bars from you so like I thought I was going to be the next Simone Biles Gabby Douglas but he didn't see the vision (laughs) and so um I healed from that and my dad was like do you want to like go to the basketball camp during spring break so I was like sure why not like I played like all a bunch of other sports and everything so I was like why not it's something to do rather than going to my grandmother's house while my parents are at work during spring break. So I was like, yeah, he was like, okay, don't tell your mom. So I was like, <laughs> okay. And so my mom's whole thing was she didn't want me to play a tomboy sport and everything. She wanted me to still be her little girl. And so that's why she never wanted me to play basketball. And the week of spring break comes, my dad, he's had me register in camp and everything. And we're leaving out the house he like tells me to go change my room into like my basketball clothes that he got me and everything and so we're leaving out and I was like what do you have on like why are you wearing that he's like oh by the way I need you to pick up Lene from basketball camp I'll send you the address she'll be done by the time you get off of work she's livid she's gone off um I have a great day at basketball camp <laughs> <laughs> and um towards the end of the week my the instructor of the camp his name's Willie Diggs. He came over to me. He was like, Hey, like, would you want to pay for my travel team? And so I was like, why not? Like, (laughs) I'm not doing anything else right now. (laughs) And so that's kind of how it all got started for me. Um, And then after camp, I started going to practice almost every day um, with his organization. And then as I got older, my skills got better. So the leagues that I were in got better. Um, And then that's how I found my my niche of basketball. 
So did your mom like ever get over it? Like she saw you and she was like, okay, I guess we can do this. She did get over it. It it was, we always make fun of her because at basketball practice when she would drop me off, she would literally be in the stands like reading a magazine, like not paying attention <laughs> at all. And then when she realized like, oh, like she, she may be a little good at this. It took, a, it wasn't like an immediate thing, but like she started, she saw how dedicated I was to it and how, how dedicated I was to wanting to get better and be there for my team. And so eventually she started watching practice. <laughs> she was she was like, I'm here, but I'm not invested. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not invested. And then one day she was like, hold up, maybe, maybe, maybe I should get invested. Yeah, maybe I should get invested. <laughs> but no, that's really crazy because like, I feel like that's kind of how a lot of stories start. Like you basically run into something because with anything, like I feel like to get good at it, you have to have the like, passion or the drive to actually yeah. want to do it and not someone like pushing you to mm-hmm. do something especially you know a sport like basketball when you literally have to play basketball to get better at basketball mm-hmm. and it's time consuming you do all those drills you know yes I stopped playing basketball in middle school because everyone got taller and I did it <laughs> But, you know, we all have our we all have our prosperities. Yes, coach. All the coaches were like, well, you can play point guard. And I was like, I can't shoot far away from the goal or barely dribble. Like I am built like a center, but I'm missing the height. Like, so that's not going to work out for me, dog. So I'll go I'll go play volleyball. Y'all have fun. Y'all gonna have fun over there. But um, like you turn out to be like a McDonald's All-American, like first team. You had like all the accolades and things like that. So how was that reaction like in your family and your community? Like how did that turn out? Because I oh. mean, you're on TV, like playing basketball in like your Jordan gear, your McDonald's. You're like having the moments. My family was very supportive. Um, I I coach basketball now. And so we were watching like old clips um, from like an eighth grade championship. And in eighth grade at the, well, actually I was in seventh grade at the time, but I played on varsity and at the school that I was at, and I actually got MVP of the tournament. And you can just see my dad like running over to me with like a bottle of water, like pouring it on top of me and like him and my mom just being so excited. But my family has always been very supportive of me, even my mom. <laughs> it took her a little, like she's always been supportive, but it was just like, I know you want to do something else. But but in the end, she was full on board and everything. Um, my family, they were there at every basketball game that they could be, especially if it was home. Um, they would travel all the way up to Connecticut and everything. So it's very grateful um, for the family atmosphere. And not even just like in my immediate family, but just like, all over (laughs) my family yeah I totally get it now we know we have like 900 million thousand shows about the AAU circuit and how it's like this and how it's like that like Kevin Durant came out with one like in this month last month or whatever so do those like stories and movies and things like that are they pretty accurate or are they like stretching the truth trying to get people to really be you know, invested in the series. What, what exactly do you mean? Like, what what stories have you heard? And I can confirm or deny. <laughs> like, you know, there's like uh, coaches trying to like poach players off teams. Oh, or that's true. Yeah, you, for sure. <laughs> you know, like, you know, people might be sliding you a shoe deal over here, like under, under that the bus. That one, no. <laughs> okay. That one, no. But there are people that try to um, like take you from one team and trying to get to get you to their team just because they see how good you are, the potential that you can have and everything. And um, I, I made a joke the other day, one of the coaches that I coach with and cause he coached a team that was based in Philly 
Um, but they called him Team USA when we were playing against him in AAU because he had literally someone from California on his team. He had someone from New York. And I, during my time during AAU, they made this rule that you can only have someone on your team if they are like with the connecting state to mm-hmm. it. So like obviously his California player was not connecting to somewhere in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. And so that's why they call him Team USA. And so um, I always joke with him and say, you know, this rule was like made because of you. Like <laughs> you tried to cheat the system. You try to have an all-American team of every, <laughs> like the best players in the country. Um, but we joke around all the time about things like that. But that rule was placed during um, early on for me during AU. I think um, either eighth or ninth, I think I was approaching ninth grade. That rule came into place. And then you can also only play on one team. So during my eighth grade year I played on my eighth grade team and I played one level up and so it was like the middle of the tournament I've already played like three games on both teams they're like Lynette you can't play anymore like they made a rule yesterday I'm like what do you mean they're like you only play one and I was like well I'm gonna go to the older team because like the competition is better and so they they try and like make rules to make everything easier and make everything fair but there are some things that we're like ah. <laughs> you're sitting there you're like mm. I'm not sure you can do that, but hey, not my problem. (laughs) But because I know, like I said, I just sometimes watch those shows like, let us us know on Instagram or whatever. If y'all watch the Kevin Durant show, I watched one and a half episodes. The acting (laughs) was just so bad. I couldn't force myself to get through the I haven't watched it yet. I like I feel like if they I have a thing about child actors like if you're gonna have children in your shows they need to be like crisp top of the notch actors yeah and I literally felt like they went down to like the local YMCA in Maryland and was like you're pretty good you can read at least we can figure the rest out like I, it was so disappointing. I was like, I can't force myself to sit here through the next however long seasons this is. This is too much. So, Kevin Durant, you need a new casting director. Hire me. <laughs> I'll figure it out. We can have Lene come on, you know, for some real life experience to, you know, give us some real. We got the dream team right here. I mean, you can't get better than this. You literally can't get better than this. But during your time at Duke, like, you had, you know, if y'all know Lene's story, she's talked about it on countless, countless interviews, podcasts. That's literally what her foundation is. But you had some experience there. And it all really blown up when I feel like I heard in a few of your, when you had your ACL tears. And that really culminated to a lot of it. And I just personally thought that it was really interesting because athletes go through a million and five injuries within their careers. Mm-hmm. And there's some that are big that stop them like an AC tail, an MCL tail, or, you know, when they're very extreme side of, you know, them not being able to play ever again. But you go through those small ones as well that set you back a week or two. And a lot of people don't really understand how that can like affect you because you're not doing your day to day. So is there like, something you feel like you could say or do to like help athletes when they're going through the injury may it be big small or things that you feel like the NCAA AAUs high schools middle schools or they could put in place to really help those athletes when they're doing those injuries yeah um I think for me I truly forgot the reason why I was rehabbing trying to get back um into the game and um I was going to rehab 
just to go to rehab. Like I was going to rehab just to go through the motions. I wasn't focused on me getting back on the court one day and everything just because it got so draining um, at one point. And during high school, I've had a couple injuries, but I've never had anything where I had to have surgery or like I needed to like literally make my body back the way that it needed to be. (laughs) And so I think the most I sat out was for a month or two with a concussion I had, but you, you train your brain to relax basically with a concussion rather than like working hard and going to the gym to, even though I'm rehabbing, I still need to somehow manage my, like my shots and everything. I still need to be in the weight room and stuff. And so I forgot the true vision of why I wanted to come to Duke in the first place. And um, I think that this came with me isolating myself from the team and like there were certain roles that were placed like for us if you were injured or something you couldn't be a practice and so it was kind of hard to like see the reason again because that was their motivation of trying to get you back from the court like oh I can't see practice so I need to be motivated and trying to get back out there but for me I just felt the complete opposite and I was a little isolated yeah that just and- doesn't make any sense <laughs> like and so it happened for a lot of people and I, I was sneaking to practice and you just see your teammates like celebrating stuff. And when you see it, you're like, I want to be out there with them. Like, I want to, I want to like have someone celebrate my, my, my and one or my great jump shot or my great move that I just did in practice. And so you just, I just forgot the vision that I saw for myself. And that's kind of when things started to go down because not only was I, missing the vision on the court but I was also missing the vision in life that I had for myself as well and so everything just kind of started to topple on top of each other and then um I just began to spiral yeah because like I like no one can blame you for that like you (laughs) dedicate your life you literally went to a university obviously for the academics because like it was your dream school right and all that but like one of the major factors was to play basketball and like now you can't play basketball you can't even like go to practice and especially when you're a student athlete you know a lot of your time is spent practicing and weight training and all these things with your teammates and so when you're basically plucked out of the bunch (laughs) the only thing that can happen is for your mental health to decrease Mm because like like I'm pretty sure you had friends outside of the team, but majority <laughs> of your friends were your teammates. Because who else? Yeah, would you and have we to see have each other. Out? Like I, I lived with my teammates. I after practice, we all go to get to eat, eat, like go to get something to eat together. So it was just like I'm constantly seeing them. But then like when they mentioned something that happened in practice, I'm like, ah, I don't really know what happened in practice. <laughs> it's, and, it's like when the friends have that inside joke, and you're sitting there like, ha ha, that's yeah. Funny. Or you're like the third person on that two one like sidewalk that's <laughs> that's exactly so that's it. <laughs> and then you said something about like having the sport like stripped away from you like going into college all I knew was basketball and so having my injury and not being able to have the basketball piece but like still doing the weight training and everything um that also contributed to it and so I think that if you're going through some type of injury and you're listening to this or watching it um just finding your purpose outside of your sport also helps too yeah I can I completely agree because mm-hmm. even even outside of anything I feel like you should have something else to do because yeah. especially when you're 
a college athlete or even on like the AAU circuit trying to get to that college athlete, the professional, right? Like it becomes a job. Like you do it eight to 10, 12 hours a week and you want to be able to detach yourself from it, the stress and all the things that come with it and not having that support really puts you in a bad place. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not have a glimpse of like my purpose outside of basketball or like just a hobby outside of basketball. Um, And then I don't, I think my dad was into photography and I asked for a camera for Christmas. And so I got it for Christmas, my freshman year, which was after like my ACL um, injury. And I didn't really pick it up until like the spring um, timeframe. Like once I was already like in the motion of like rehabbing and everything and getting back on course. And so that helped me a lot. I still play with my, ca- my camera today and everything. I love taking pictures. Um, that's something that I took up in college. And there were a couple other things, but I was like the one that that came first within my my journey. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like even nowadays, like people don't really have hobbies. Like, you know, like the first day of something, everyone's like, so what's your favorite hobby? And everyone's (laughs) like, eat, sleep, food, drink. And you're like, (laughs) "Mm, I don't I don't think that qualifies as a hobby. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That was my answer. (laughs) (laughs) But do you question your dream school? So like when you did your you know official visit and all that stuff were you just like cuckoo for cocoa puffs you're like yes 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 and yes yeah so duke was the only official visit i took um i committed i from the beginning i told my parents i was like i don't want to take five you get five um i think that's that was how much we got when i was getting recruited i don't know i think it's still it's still five Okay. And so I told my parents, like, from the jump, like, going into my senior year, I was like, I do not want to take five official visits. And mostly I said this because I was talking to someone, like, one coach, I can't remember who it was. And they were like, Yeah, you're going to go to class with the girls. And I was like, I am not going to sit through five, like, five full days of college classes at a different university. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm there to experience the school and, like, see the basketball and like this is the wrong Mm. the wrong mentality but I was like I'm not I do not want to do that I want to like see what else is on campus rather than be with the professor (laughs) and so I I committed to I verbally committed to do uh the summer going into my senior year and so I did the official in the fall time frame so um since I already committed I I could I could do more, but I only decided to do one since I was pretty sure I was going to go there for my um, my college career. Oh, yeah. Like that. I mean, it makes sense. Like <laughs> when you're doing anything like like why do more if like, you know, like this is where I'm going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when those people when they're like have those like videos and they're like, I applied to 100. I got accepted into like 195 <laughs> colleges. Like, why did you do that? Like, <laughs> What was the purpose? Like to me, you look dumb because you just spent 100 and 85 times $80 on application fees like oh not me not me (laughs) would you say like you know in that entire process did you ever get like nervous because like it was such a big dream for you to go to Duke and like it's happening like would you ever like oh wait what if it doesn't turn out like I kind of had it played out in my head you know yeah for sure because Duke started recruiting me and then they kind of uh dropped off um probably like my sophomore and some of my junior heard that much from them but I was hearing from other schools so I was kind of seeing like what my other options were 
And so that's originally why I told my parents um, that I wasn't going to take five official visits because honestly, I didn't know if I was going to be able to go, like if Duke wasn't going to be the school that I ended up at. Um, And they came back like during my junior year um, and uh, during my summer going into my senior year, it was the last summer that we play as like a travel team AAU and everything. And so I played my butt off. <laughs> I played my butt off every summer, but I, uh, all the coaches really saw that it was time for me to make a decision coming up soon. And so, um, and so once I realized that they were back on the radar, I was like, well, this is the school that I've always been dreaming of. This is a school that I've wanted to go to since I started playing basketball. So I think this is the fit for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you, once you know, you know, in like, it's it I'm glad it worked because you know a lot of people have like the dream they're like I'm gonna get you know for football I'm gonna get that Alabama <laughs> offer and like baby you play three seconds every football <laughs> Alabama doesn't know you exist sweetheart but um you know I'm happy to see that and you know Thank unfortunately or fortunately however you may see it, you had to retire from after like your sophomore season so Personally, I want to know how is that transition from going from like a student athlete to just a student? Mm -hmm. So I was technically a sophomore. No, I was a sophomore through sports, but I was a senior academically when I retired um, because I had (laughs) redshirt years from my injuries and everything. Um, However, I was still able to be a part of the program and the team. And so that is what helped me through like my hard days and everything and being able to help my team on and off the court still, even though I wasn't able to play basketball um, just because of all my surgeries, but my teammates were they're They're my rock. They're still my rock to this day. And I think um, I silently thank them. I don't think some, some people I think, but I don't go around to them every day and saying, thank you. But they like they they saw at times like if I did feel isolated they would come and like be like hey let's go do this like let's go shoot around and stuff and my two teammates um afterwards we would play like around the world and stuff and I obviously wasn't going like hard because I had all my surgeries but they try to make it as fun as I could as they could like after practice for me and we would just be joking around and stuff and so um it was hard definitely a a difficult transition for me but because of my teammates I was able to do it what was what was the one thing that you weren't expecting and you're like wait this is this is kind of nice I kind of I kind of like this probably oh like after retirement mm-hmm. I would say not being sore after <laughs> all the days not having to take all the uh vol- involuntary ice baths and everything um I started to do them like because of rehab and everything but they just weren't as often as I needed them to be, but it felt good. Um, I thought that sitting on the bench was going to be a very hard thing um, and not like being, not expecting to hear my name called one day Mm -hmm. or something to go into the game. But our, if you watch any of our games, our bench is like the littest bench ever. And so- second littest bench ever, (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) Just being on the bench was just as equally as good as being on the court like when the game's going good you just celebrate for your teammates and we had a photographer that would sit like close to the end so we always had great bench picks and everything of us celebrating so it it made it as hard as it was 
seeing the reward and seeing me like when we're watching film and everything like seeing me celebrate my teammates still brought a smile to my face that oh i love that because honestly like sometimes when you're watching games like you don't even pay attention to the people that are like playing you're looking at the bench because they're doing oh no everything in a a half we have a whole section like if our bench is not not lit the way it's supposed to be you will see a hot like while we're watching film you will see a film called bad bench (laughs) (laughs) so we had to make sure whether we wanted it to be or not that it was going to be lit and because we loved each other so much it was it was 10 times better than what we expected it to be that i that's like i said that's just really cool because like that's where I feel like during the game, like obviously when players celebrate or if it's like a nationally televised game, they put those like random interesting <laughs> facts of like athletes like, oh, they like one Bob Marley song. Like who cares? <laughs> but I feel like when you see like their bitch and how y'all, how athletes really interact with each other, I feel like that's how you can see their personality. Like, yeah, you can mm-hmm. follow them on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, but that's just like a tweet. You can like see it in real life, you know? Yeah. For some things that happened, the WNBA literally just wrapped up. How were you feeling about that series? You know, Chicago got the win. I'm big Kalia Cooper fan over here. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, can I buy that sweatshirt she made? She was like, the people want it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I was very excited. So uh, one of my former teammates, Lexi Brown, is on the team. And then one of my um she, she did start at Duke with me, but then she ended up transferring to UConn. But one of my very closest friends, Azure Stevens, plays for Chicago. So I was very happy that they won. I was happy that Candace Parker got another championship. Um, uh, I was sad for a little bit for Diana Taurasi, but I think she's going to go one more season. Yeah. Because she didn't get the ship. But I was very happy that um, Chicago got their championship, mostly because of my friends and everything play. But <laughs> so a little biased, but we'll take it. <laughs> You know, there's a bias in a little bit of everything. But yeah, I, I completely agree with Diana Taurasi. Like, the, um, especially for what she said, like, you know, she was like, I can be 40 plus and, like, still have a dream. And I think, you know, her dream is getting that, like, one more chip yeah. with that particular group of people, you know, with Brittany and now mm-hmm. Skyler and all those people. But where do you see, like, the NBA in the next few years? Because, like, I'm not the NBA. Where do you see the WBA in the next few years as I like they've grown like I feel like it's the bubble and 2020 even though it was a hot mess I feel like it literally lit the flame under the WBA and they've been riding mm-hmm. this wave out like where do you see them being in the next few years um hopefully I still see them on the projecting like inc- incline and everything um looking watching the series and seeing how packed the stadiums were made me so grateful to like even have played basketball in my life because I was like one I have friends that are playing right now on both teams like opponent uh, in Chicago and I know this is making them even more happy to have like that crowd atmosphere and it was sold out like almost every game if not every game like Mm -hmm. that's that's something that happens in NBA that people don't realize and like people are like nobody watches women's basketball game then why was the stadium sold out every night why (laughs) make it make sense baby Um, exactly so I just hope that they add more teams so that more women coming from college can have the opportunity to play in NBA because a lot of people a lot of girls are waiting for like the Diana Taurasi's and the Sue Birds, even though Sue Bird just retired, they're waiting for them to retire so they can have that spot just because there aren't enough spots in the WNBA. So I just hope that 
but then in the next couple of years we have some teams added yeah because you know drake posted like he wants a toronto <laughs> team and i'm like yeah. bro call them like you literally, can afford literally, it literally you can just fund it <laughs> like I don't understand. You didn't. You were like the eight percent of people who did not have to tweet it out. Like you exactly. could have just one eight hundred WNBA and had it set up. Exactly. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully he he's he made that tweet to to spark some interest and to make a few calls. Oh yeah, because like you see, like um, the NWSL, they're getting a new team this year, and so that's going to give them more position. So I I really want to see the WNBA because so many players just don't play in the WNBA because there's only 12 teams and Mm -hmm. what that's 10 spots so 222 spots in an entire league and when you look at other sports you're just like like those women don't get enough credit for one the amount of work they do and the things they get but aside like like you can be on a team one day get drafted by that team and get cut 24 Mm -hmm. hours later so give the WNBA a little bit of credit but on the other side of that, before they get there, you know, you said that you were into coaching now. So was that like a plan or something you really wanted to do was to become a coach or did it just like, oh, okay. It was not a plan at all. I going into Duke, I wanted to be in medicine. I'm a medical assistant at the moment. Um, and that was the whole reason behind why I chose my school. Cause I wanted the something that will get me to where I want to be after basketball starts, not knowing it would have happened. Basketball would have stopped while I was in college, but it all worked out. Um, it was not a plan at all. Um, af- after retiring, I kind of resented basketball a little bit just because like, I felt like I gave my entire life to it. I put so much into it and then it kind of shot me in the face with me not being able to play anymore. So I didn't want to play like pickup or anything. I didn't want to coach like, I barely went to any games afterwards and I moved back home um, to like the DMV area in like November, December last year. And um, I was like, well, you know, like we, I know, like, I don't know if they need like the season, like the, the schools around my area are having seasons, but maybe like I can try and like help out with like my AU team that I coached with or that I played with. So I started with them. And then I kind of realized that I really love this game again. And it kind of just brought all the feelings back. And so that's when I got involved in high school and I'm coaching. Um, we're currently the number two uh, team in the country right now. So oh, okay. it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> and so I, this was not a plan at all, but just listening to God and the, the route that he wants me to take, then we'll see what happens from here. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you figured something good out. Like, y'all are number two, and obviously, <laughs> that's due to the girls and the other people on the coaching staff. But, you know, I mean, who, like, I know if I was playing basketball and I especially want to get a scholarship and go to a power five school like Duke, having someone like you on your caliber is very fortunate for those girls. And since, <laughs> and since, you know, you are been there and kind of done that experience and live through being an athlete do you feel like that helps you in a way be a better coach to your players and are there things like you practice as a coach that you either got from a coach that you were like I want to do this or you were like I'm gonna stay very far away from that particular practice yeah for sure um I know so a lot of the girls um that I coach now are most likely are trying to go to college to play um collegiate basketball 
And so they always come to me for advice, like, and I always base off my experience and what they should do and what they shouldn't do, whether it's talking to a college coach or talking to like a high school coach, I kind of try and just guide and mentor them the best that I can based off my own experience. Um, And there are definitely things like based off of all my coaching, all the coaches that I've experienced in my life that I picked up things that I want to contribute to my coaching style. And then also things that I want to stay out of my coaching style because I know it didn't reflect well on me or like just hearing like some of my teammates talk about things like at times, like it didn't reflect well on them. So just kind of trying to balance it out. And then also just watching like how my players react to whatever coaching style that I have. Like I can tell when they shut down or when they're, motivated by something that I do or say and so just kind of playing my pros and cons right now yeah definitely would you say you're more like an offensive coach a defensive coach a passing heavy coach like how would you describe how you coach or what you're particularly good at coaching um at the moment I've been focusing on like the the taller (laughs) the centers of the the team um not really the centers because nowadays like they they don't really have like one through five. It's no. kind of like, yeah. <laughs> and so the people that will have a better game down low or just like in that, in the block area, I kind of just try and help them the best that I can. And I'm more of a, I would say offensive for, for at the moment. Um, defense, they kind of, they kind of got it. They kind of got it at the moment. <laughs> There, there's nobody out there that's just like all spinning around and have no idea what's going on just yeah. throwing their arms up and they're like I'll block something if it comes in this vicinity <laughs> but as we play a little game on this show at the very end it's I say a word and you just tell us the very first thing that comes to your mind oh so, gosh okay <laughs> your first word is basketball game it works. It works. Your next word is Wellness Wednesday. Self-care. Mm. And would you tell everybody a little bit about Wellness Wednesday if they don't know? Yeah. So I've kind of like shied away from it just because I need to like do some more content. But um, every like once in a while, every Wednesday, I'll try to just do things that's attributed to my mental health in a way and has helped it increase in a positive way. Um, so I know like one weekend I just talked about like the importance of movement, um, and exercising and some people, especially coming off, like from being a former athlete and practicing for two to three hours a day and just focusing saying that you don't have to exercise for two to three hours sometimes, like you don't have to do that at all anymore. You can do 20, 30 minutes and be completely fine. Um, going outside and getting a walk counts as movement, counts as exercise, um so stuff like that I know another one I haven't talked about this one yet but the importance of like as much as I talk about isolation but important of taking yourself away from like the hectic world and everything and so I have this ritual um especially during college Friday nights was like my night where no one could talk to me no one could tell me to come out or anything like I was in my house in my apartment watching favorite tv show because i didn't watch tv during the week because of like academics and everything and so i was in my apartment eating my favorite meal watching my favorite shows for the and just like detaching from the world just to be able to reset for the next week and what i had going on and everything 
Yes. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but you are the founder of One of a Kind, which is a great foundation and a great platform for people. So I really love it. Y'all make sure to check it out, learn all about it. I'll put it in the description below, all that good stuff. And uh, your last word is bucket hats. <laughs> California. <laughs> um I just went to California and my goal literally the entire trip was to find a bucket hat. So it's so funny that you mentioned that. And I have two and I'm looking at there right now. I bought two from California. And so my trip was made. That was like the one thing I had to do. I was like, I have to go there and find a bucket hat. <laughs> yes, because I was, as y'all know, I like love to snoop on people on the internet. And I was like, this girl has so many photos of bucket hats. Like I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I think I wore them the entire as soon as I found them I like never took them off (laughs) but yeah let everyone know where they can find you all over the internet yeah so my Instagram is Lene L-Y-N-E-E underscore B-E and then I just made a Instagram for my foundation one of a kind which is one dot foundation and so you can find me there. I'm on Twitter as XOX underscore NEE. I made that when I was younger. And <laughs> no, I'm just on Facebook as well. <laughs> yes, y'all make sure y'all go follow her, interact, get all the good things you can get from her. And uh, thanks again for being here, Lene. Thank you for having me. And that is going to be it for this week's episode. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast at. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo, as well as follow Lene on her Instagram accounts that, I, again, will be put down in the description below. And check out the YouTube channel, Her Sports Convo, where I post new videos every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, as well as check out the Her Sports Convo podcast channel if you're not watching it up here, where I post new podcast episodes every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure to let me know when you would like to see the live show, because I'll be deciding that literally next week. So make sure you know when you'll have it in because if you don't your opinion will not be heard and I know people like to have their opinions heard so let me know when you'd like to see the live show I have three confirmed guests right now and they're phased from literally everyone so be prepared be ready because I'm excited to get that out to you guys and I know we're gonna have a great time because you're not gonna want to miss it so that's all I got thanks Lene for coming on again and make sure to check her out on all her things they'll be linked down in the description and as always don't be afraid to join the convo